You're listening to the A Day in Progress podcast, episode 10. Welcome to A Day in Progress, the productivity podcast for women working on themselves for themselves. We give you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women, including the morning and evening regimes, productivity hacks, and planning tools that set them up for success. Now here's your host, journalist, copywriter, and editor of agirlinprogress.com, Emma Norris. Pippa Hallis is a working mum, CEO of the iconic skincare brand Ella Bechet and author of the new book Bold Moves. In today's episode, I chat to Pippa about her own skincare routine, how she stays organised to balance her busy work and family life as well as writing a book, and why her kids have been the ultimate teachers in the art of saying no. This episode of the A Day in Progress podcast is sponsored by Scratch and Jotter. If there's one thing I've learned from interviewing all the amazing women on this podcast, it's that everyone has their own productivity toolkit to help them slay their day. Some women live by their weekly planner or daily to-do list, while others thrive on bullet journaling or love the flexibility of an undated planner. But if they all have one thing in common, is that they do their best work in an organised, inspiring space. With online stationery boutique Scratch and Jotter, you can find everything you need for a creative, organised and refined workspace. From gorgeous diaries and planners to must-have office supplies, they have the best range of Australian and international stationery. Head to scratchandjotter.com.au to uplevel your desk situation and turbocharge your productivity today. Oh, and if you subscribe via the pop-up on their website, you'll get a code for free shipping on your first order. How good is that? Hi, Pippa. Hi, how you going? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you are the CEO of Ella Bechet, which I know everyone here in Australia will be very familiar with, but for our international listeners, it's one of Australia's biggest and sort of iconic beauty and skincare brands. You're also a mum, and as of this week, you're an author. So, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess, first of all, I'd just love to hear a little bit about your career journey so far. I understand Ella Bechet is your family business, but I know you worked on other businesses previously. So yeah, tell us a little bit about how you stepped into that role and how that sort of journey unfolded. Yeah, sure. So I, um, I, was, I finished school, went to university and uh, studied marketing and then just had this wanderlust obsession I guess so I spent a couple of years or pretty much the whole of my 20s on and off you know working in London working in Paris and back and forth to Sydney in the advertising industry which I which I absolutely loved and you know it gave me such a great platform to be involved in so many different brands and meet so many different people and probably get exposed to a lot of diverse situations at a really young age. I then turned, you know, I was about to turn 30 and I had, I, you know, I came to a crossroad in my life and I was, I was kind of like, you know, do I turn left and go back overseas and work in, in advertising or do I, you know, jump and, and join the family business? So 
I, I decided to, to jump and, and join Elabashe and it, it was at a time when, the, you know, there hadn't been a family member in the business probably for about 20 years. Oh, wow. I didn't realise that. So it wasn't like, you know, every single generation. No, no. So my dad, my dad um, is, a, is the owner and the chairman of the business still and, but he, he lives in Byron Bay, which... Um, you know, which is obviously about eight hours away and, and yeah, hasn't worked in the business day to day for a very, very long time. So when I joined, I, um, you know, I kind of had no idea what I was walking into because I was completely naive to, to the impact my surname would have on, would have on the staff and the business at, at a time when, um, there, there hadn't been a family member in there for a generation. Yeah, definitely. And so your your book is out now. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so I think it's really clever in that you intertwine Ella's story. So Ella was your great aunt, is that right? She was. So Ella was my great aunt, yeah, and yes. um, she was she was a chemist. So yeah, yeah, amazing. So I think it's really cool that you sort of intertwine her story with yours, and then you've also spoken to a few other inspiring ladies. So I guess what made you decide to tell this story now? Yeah, look, I think um, the opportunity came to me and, you know, I certainly, I certainly um, believe in, you know, things happen at the right place at the right time. And I'd just gone through a really hard year, the year prior. And, you know, I think, I think when the opportunity came to me, I thought, wow, this is great. No one really knows the human story behind the brand. No one really knows much about Ella. She was a pretty private woman. Um, but you know, this people would just love reading the story because I just think it's such a beautiful story. And and I guess what I got out of actually writing the book was something completely different. And that was, you know, the ability for me to sit quietly and really tap into my memory bank and my creative side of my brain and um, and and do some really deep thinking, which which in my day to day life I you know, I don't do a lot of. Yeah. I was going to ask that because obviously you're in a leadership role. So that I guess there's, yeah, not a lot of quiet and thinking time. No, I mean, I try and, you know, I try and um, carve out a few hours in the morning and I start my day really early. So I, I'm always the first one, you know, at work and um, you know, that thinking time has to be done, I guess, before everyone else gets in the office. Yeah, and that sort of leads us perfectly into your daily routine. So you yeah. say you get up early. How early are we talking? <laughs> yeah, so I get up at 5.30 every morning wow. and I'm pretty much out the door by quarter past six. So I try, and, wow. I try and avoid the traffic because I just feel like traffic does nothing positive to, <laughs> to mindset for the day. And, um, you know, it's just a bit of a time killer for me. So... I try and get to work at about 6.30 in the morning and just spend those first two hours in, 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 you know, doing strategy, working on new ideas and that really quiet, deep thinking time when I've got the space and no one's about. Yeah, yeah. And so that, I'm guessing you have a pretty short morning routine at home then. Is that really just sort of like getting up, showering, getting dressed, out the door? Pretty much having a coffee. So, you know, I've got I've got two young kids, and um, I I really find that my day, uh, if I can get out of the house before they're awake, it's a lot easier. And it's it's just really comes down to to practicalities. It's you know, so I make sure I you know get my clothes out of the cupboard the night before they're ready to go. 
um, and I literally have a coffee and jump in the shower and then I'm at work at 6.30 and, and it means I can make the most of, you know, the time of day when my brain's productive. I also feel like, you know, in the mornings as a mom, it's, it's, it's a really task-driven time. Everyone's getting up having a shower, getting dressed. So it's not quality time with the kids either. It's like, you know, you feel like you're, you're stomping around getting, getting them out the door too. So I find if I can have, leave early in the afternoon and that quality time with my children, you know, is, is, is much better in the afternoon. Yeah. And does your partner get the kids ready in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of tag team it, as we say. So he's, he does the morning and I do the, do the afternoon. Yeah, cool. And how old are your kids? So they're three and six. Oh, wow. Boy or girl? Boy, boy and girl? <laughs> two boys. Two, oh, very wow. en- two very spiritual and energetic boys. They're oh, gorgeous. But yes. Well, that must yeah. be very busy along, along with work. I don't know how you do it. Um, and so how long is your commute to work? With no traffic at 6.30, it's about 20 minutes. Oh, that's um, but with, Yeah, it's pretty good. And with traffic, it's, oh gosh, it can be over an hour. So it's, oh, wow. you've got to pick your time. Are you based in Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, that sounds like Sydney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, well, I mean, I guess 20 minutes isn't very long, but when you're in the car, are you normally listening to any podcasts or music? Yeah, I am. Like I, I, probably, I probably either make my phone calls in the car if anyone's awake at that time or I listen to a podcast, which I did this morning on the way to work, actually. What kind of podcast do you like? Oh gosh, I like all sorts of podcasts, but you know, I tend to gravitate towards listening to other people being interviewed and it generally ends up being a, you know, a business-based podcast or a marketing or a consumer-based podcast. And I just, I just love, I, I, I guess I'm a bit of an inspiration junkie. I, guess, I love hearing other people's stories and, yeah. and how they think about the world and then how that relates back to their business. And it kind of opens my mind in the mornings and I yeah. feel really good and I feel really, you know, really excited to, to set the day up so it's going to be a great day. Yeah, and I guess that sort of would get you into the right sort of headspace for that time in the morning where you say you're doing sort of the more big picture sort of stuff. So what are you normally sort of doing? Like how long do you normally have in that time in the morning before your team starts coming in? Yeah, probably probably two hours. That's pretty good. Yeah, wow. And you must get a lot done in that time with no distractions. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, it's, once ever, as you know, once everyone comes in, it becomes your role shifts from working on ideas or strategy or future stuff to, to really being that manager and, and collaborator. Yeah, yeah. And how do you plan out your days or weeks? Are you a digital planner person or do you have like a, a, pay, like a like pen and paper? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, um, I use my, my calendar is really important to me. So yeah. I've become, I've, I've learned to become really disciplined with it. So I tend to, on, on a Friday, I tend to look at the week ahead and um, I literally colour code my, my <laughs> calendar between, you know, that, that thinking time. So I block out two to three hours. Um, I try to every morning or every yeah. second morning. Um, I then obviously have, well, I have my leadership team meetings on the same day each week. So that's blocked out. I have one-on-ones with my team, um, you know, every fortnight. So that rotates through my diary. And then, and then there's other, other opportunities come up. I also like to spend as much time as I can, you know, on the, in, in stores and, um, and talking to our customers. So I, that's also another 
another, I guess, time allocation in my calendar that, that I make sure is, is stuck in there and um, never gets pushed out. Yeah. Is that like a Google calendar? Like, no, it's it's actually just um, an on Outlook on Microsoft. So, oh, cool. yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty basic. It's nothing fandangle, but it, it's <laughs> works certainly <for> <laughs> um, it works it works for me. And it it you know it, it I I really have to make the effort to make sure I run my calendar and my calendar doesn't run me. Yeah. Otherwise, I just end up reacting all over the place and 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 not being not being productive. Yeah. And is that the same with emails? Like, do you have like set times per day that you check your emails or are you kind of just checking it throughout the day? Yeah, I do. I mean, in the morning I try, I don't check them because um, A, I'm trying to, you know, get my thinking time done. And, and also there's not a lot of emails before nine o'clock. So yeah. That's always good. <laughs> I, I, exactly. You know, this, uh, they're so important and I'm, I'm someone who absolutely likes to get back to people as soon as possible. So I, I tend to allocate, you know, make sure I've got space in my, in my day, even if it's half an hour between, you know, one, one, one every, once every two hours or three hours that, that I know I can look at my emails and then, then I can compartmentalise and plan my life. I, I find if I don't have that space to react, then that's when things start to you know, compound on you and you, you start to feel a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. So you're sort of building that time into your schedule. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And what about breakfast? Do you normally have breakfast in the morning? I do, I do. I'm one of these people that I have to eat, otherwise I <laughs> um, can't function. So I'll have breakfast at my desk in the morning at work um, as I, I'm working, basically. Yeah, and do you, what sort of things do you normally have? Yeah, so I've learned, you know, to have some protein in yeah. my breakfast. So, you know, that whole, you know, depending on which philosophy you, you live by, but I try and have, you know, some, I guess, some muesli and paleo muesli with some, with some yogurt and some berries just to try and get that mix. I find if I have um, a bit of protein and no carbs and I get really hungry really quickly. Yeah. And, and so that mix just keeps me going. Yeah, it's hard to find the right balance between like enough carbs to give you energy, but then like too much like kind of puts you to sleep. So that sounds exactly. like, good, like in between. Exactly. And I wanted to ask you, just backtrack a little bit and ask you about your beauty and skincare routine in the morning because obviously, you mm-hmm. know, that's part of, of your brand and what you do. So yeah. are you like, I'm assuming you don't have much time in the morning to be doing anything too elaborate? No, but I, I, you know, I believe that you can have, if you're using the right products and you've got the right routine going on, it shouldn't take you long. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I'm really conscious that, um, oh gosh, even my friends pay me out. I never go to bed without cleansing my face. It doesn't uh-huh. matter how big a night we've had. Yeah, it's and, so important. And it just feels gross, I feel like, go to bed with like uh, the day on your face. Oh, uh, totally. And I feel the same in the mornings if I don't, you know, really start the day with, you know, my skin feeling good, clean, the right moisturiser, the right serum, and, you know, I'm using a facial oil at the moment as well. So it's just layering it all up, especially coming into winter where you, your skin starts to feel, um, you know, a little, a little more dehydrated because there's less moisture in the air. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like in winter it just really needs that extra TLC for sure. Um, yeah. And what about in terms, because obviously like Ella Bache does a lot of in-clinic 
treatments. Are you someone like mm-hmm. who will religiously like go and get a facial every month or anything like that? Yeah, look, I do. And again, I have to put it in my diary. Otherwise I may, you know, other things come up, but I, I absolutely, every time I do it, I come out and go, why do I not do that more often? And yeah. so, yeah. So once a month I go in for a, um, for, for a treatment in salon and, you know, so we've got some wonderful, I guess, power pack treatments that pack a punch and, um, you know, I don't have much time. So in an hour, uh, you know, what I love having is, is, um, you know, a good cleanse. Someone look at my skin to make sure, you know, I, I shouldn't be changing my products out for the time of year or what's going on with my skin. Um, so I kind of check in on my home care routine. I then have a really good exfoliation. I might have some micro um, just to, to you know, give, give myself an intense, mm-hmm. intensive exfoliation and then a really good product, um, you know, professional product, I guess, um, into my skin and then you know I, I like to finish it with a bit of LED uh, to, to really you know I guess set that product and penetrate that product into the skin so I, I, I totally totally try and build that into my my month yeah and I guess on that note are there any other sort of things that you do because obviously you know I'm assuming you're so busy but do you have any other sort of things you do just for you like it could be like your fitness routine or like practicing mindfulness yeah, I do. I do. I do have a you know a fitness routine three days a week. So I try and set my week up on a Sunday night. I go to a Yin Yoga class and I love it. Nice. It's at six o'clock. Six o'clock on a Sunday night, and I feel like it just sets me up for the week. And it energizes me in a re- really relaxed way, and um, and just you know gives me some clarity of mind. So I do that Sunday night, and then Thursday after work I do uh, forty five minutes of personal training, and I do the same on Saturday morning. Yeah, nice. So you've got a bit of a, a bit of a mix there. So um, I guess what about mindfulness? Are you someone who meditates at all? Obviously, you've got your yoga class. Um, yeah, no. I would love to say yes because I really, I really believe in it. But you know, having a busy home and a busy workplace, it's hard to find the space. So, you know, for me, meditation, the ocean does wonders for me. I've always grown up, you know, living by the ocean, and mm. and that's that's kind of my, that's kind of my go-to place to really ground myself. So even if it's literally going for a ten-minute walk, seeing the ocean, seeing the horizon, just just really resets me. Yeah, absolutely. Something I can do with my kids as well. Yeah, that's nice if you can sort of have the family time, like combine combine the two. Um, and so yeah. you kind of already touched on this, but I guess what does an average day look like for you? There might there might be no average day, but are you normally you normally in and out of meetings, traveling, um, like you said, going into sto- the stores. Yeah, I mean, there is no average day for me, but I, I am in a lot of meetings, so probably 50% of my my time um, is spent in meetings and that and talking to people. So that might be internal meetings with my team. It might be doing marketing things. It might be, you know, talking to someone such as yourself. Um, it might be talking to our, you know, David Jones um, partners, our salon partners. It, you know, all sorts of things. So, you know, lots, lots of lots of people collaboration interaction time, which I really love. Yeah. And how did you manage writing a book? Like it's quite an undertaking. So how did you sort of build that into your schedule while you were working on that? Yeah. 
look, it was an undertaking and, you know, I have no regrets. I, I, I really enjoyed changing gears and, and building that into my life. Um, but I did, I did tend to do it, you know, in that, in that two hour block right at the beginning of the day. Yes. And ironically, I spent a couple of days hidden in my local library, which I loved because I found it, you know, you can't use your phone in there. No one knows who you are in there. No one knows where you are. And it yeah. just, it just, it's like another world. <laughs> it's like another world. It's fabulous. Is travel a big part of what you do? Yes, I travel quite a bit. So, you know, I do a lot of I do a lot of domestic travel. So we've got stores, gosh, from Darwin to Tasmania and everywhere in between. So I probably do, you know, one domestic trip a week or a fortnight. Then I, you know, probably do some international travel uh, approximately four times, five times a year. But having kids, I'm, I'm much more, you know, they've been the greatest teacher for me around being able to say no to things. I've really had to learn, unless it's a, it's a really hard, yeah, hell yeah, that's amazing. I'm yes, I'm a huge believer in this. If it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I, I've had to spend a lot of time teaching myself that because I suffer from FOMO. I suffer from getting excited about, you know, being included in things and then I get to the, get to the time and I'm like oh why did yeah. I do that to myself yeah. yeah so true you're like oh yeah it seems reasonable at the time sounds exciting and then you're like oh my god I've got 10 things to do on one day <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly so I've actually I've actually got a, a big uh, whiteboard on my in my office in front of my face it's written um, there's a big sign saying you know exactly that is it a hell yeah or a uh, no yeah, so, I love that. And that's, <laughs> that's great that like, yeah, I guess having kids, like it sort of helped you set boundaries, would you say? 100%, 100%. 100%. Yeah, they're absolutely my, my biggest teacher to set boundaries and yeah. make sure I am the most productive I can be at work. Otherwise, I should be with them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, you've got a huge team, very spread out um, across the country. So how do you sort of communicate with your teams? Is it like mainly via email? Or do you have any apps or anything that you use? We, we do a lot of Zoom. So yeah. I find Zoom is amazing because it's quite nice to see people. And yeah. it's quite nice to, you know, we're all we're all we're a bit of a visual company. And we do a lot of, you know, great whether it's I don't know new product or new packaging or some new you know the book or what whatever we're whatever we're launching um just bringing the sales sales marketing and training team together from um all over Australia on a zoom call once a month and just just get everyone really excited and on the same page yeah that's amazing and how many employees do you guys have so at head office, so we've got a couple of different locations. Um, we've got sales and marketing and finance at head office, which we're, oh gosh, there's about 70 of us. Yeah. And wow. then we, we also run a college. So we have, um, we have, a, we have an education centre which um, basically um, teaches young people, mainly women, to become qualified, you know, diploma qualified beauty therapists. Yeah. So. Um, we've got a location in Sydney, in Melbourne, and in Brisbane. Um, then we, we we still have a manufacturing and distribution centre in Sydney, so um, it's separate to our head office. But um, you know, it's it's pretty much where we where we make all the formulations and and package them off to to different locations. 
Yeah, wow. God, it's just a huge operation. <laughs> and yeah. so the, I'm assuming you're spending, you know, a fair bit of time in head office. Do you yeah. like, normally have music on in the office? What's the vibe like? Yeah, I mean, you know, the office The office is very, there's lots of artwork. There's lo- it's lots of colour. Yeah. Um, there's music. Um, you know, it's, we're trying to make it as positive a energy as, as possible. And um, it's a very social office. I think, you know, when you get lots of sales and marketing and educators that most people are extroverts. So they're, they're very much drawn to, you know, that extroversion behavior, I guess. So I think, um, I think that the, the challenge for most people in here is, is to find that quiet space to where you can connect into, into your thoughts if you need to do some deep thinking time. Yeah, and I'm assuming you have your own little office within the office. <laughs> yeah, I do. So, you know, I'm sitting in here now and I'm, um, it, feels like a, it feels like a house. So yeah. you can open the window. There's, lots of, there's a big piece of art on the wall. I've got yeah. lots of, you know, inspiration stuck on the walls. I've got new product of, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a creative space. Sounds very inspiring space. Whereabouts yeah. in Sydney are you guys based? So we're on the north side. So we're in St. Leonard's. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a nice central spot. Um, and I wanted to ask you, do you normally, I guess this would depend on what you're doing that day, but what does lunch normally look like for you? So lunch, lunch is out on the run. Um, yeah. But again, you know, what I, what I find is I have to, I have to eat something that's really healthy and that's going to sustain my energy for the remainder of the day. So I, I actually, I actually order Uber Eats every day because I know that I can get it from a. There's um, so many good options. Like I feel like if you want, yeah, like healthier option, Uber Eats is awesome for that because pretty much anywhere you can think of is on there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So just making sure I eat really healthily. Yeah, definitely. And so you said afternoons, you're normally sort of heading home in the afternoons. What time do you normally leave the office? Yeah, I'll try and leave the office between 4 and 4.30. So um, because I've been here for, you know, so early, my, my brain switches off by then. Yeah. Um, so I really feel like we can, I can sit and, you know, I could sit here till 7 o'clock at night, but I just wouldn't get anything done. Yeah. Are you more so, of a morning person then? Yep, I'm yep. definitely more of a morning person. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I leave at four four thirty, and then I tend to yeah just go and go and play with my kids. Yeah, amazing. And so, are you? I guess what do like evenings normally look like with your family? Like, are your kids like are you taking them to school sport? Or are you guys normally having like dinner all together as a family? So I work four days a week. Yeah. That's another thing that I put in place when I, when I have kids. So yeah. um, Monday to Thursday, I pretty much get home. The kids have already finished their sport and, you know, they've eaten. And so we just, um, I don't know, we might play a game of soccer in the backyard. We might mm-hmm. go for a walk along the beach. We might jump on the trampoline and do some, and do some reading. I try to do some reading with them. Yeah. Hardly two boys when they're wrestling all the time, but yeah. <laughs> that that's that's generally um that's generally what we what we do. And then you know it's I I, I talk to a lot of um, other working working mums mums at work, and um, 
you know, they, they say the same thing to me. It's, it's hard because you walk in the door, it's, you know, 4.35 and the kids get really excited to see you. Mm. So it's like they get their second wind. Um, <laughs> so much energy, yeah. <laughs> so much energy. So to try and get them in bed by a reasonable hour is, is quite challenging. So, um, you know, they, they, generally, they generally go to bed at 8, which is probably too late, but um, it's, it's just the way it works in our house. And then I, you know, I might sit up for another hour and then I'll, I'll go to bed pretty early as well. What time are you normally in bed? So probably about nine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but you get up really early as well. So exactly. I guess you'd have to be exactly. going to bed early to get a decent night's sleep. And I want to ask you about your one day a week that you're not working. So is that like completely switch off from work? Are you still on emails and stuff? Yeah, so I, I tend to, um, in theory, switch off. But yeah. what I tend to do is I'll go out for a few hours in the morning with, with my little guy, with my youngest son. And oh, yeah, he wouldn't be in school. He's three. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So he's at, he's at preschool two days a week. So on Fridays, I, we do swimming lessons, go to a cafe together, just do whatever he That's wants amazing. to do. Yeah, it's kind of, I like, you know, it's his day. So I just like him oh. to be able to tell me what he wants to do. And then we, we come home in the middle of the day and just have some chill time. And that's when I'll jump on my emails and make phone calls uh, for an hour or so. And then, and then, you know, school pickups at, you know, three o'clock. So it's, it's not a long day when you're, when you're at home. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it'll go really quickly. How do you manage your sort of family calendar and all the things that everyone would have on? Do you, is that like sort of built into your Outlook calendar or do you have like a separate thing? Yeah, no, it's a good question. No, it's all built into my Outlook calendar. So my husband always pays me out because (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a planner and I put things in our calendar like so far in advance and I send him an invitation to something and he'll just just accept it and then go, well, what? You know, on the day he'll be like, what do you mean we're doing this? And I'll be like, I put it in your calendar three months ago and, you know, so... No, I've got to put it all in, all into my calendar. Otherwise, you know, it's so easy to drop the ball on things if, it, if you don't. Yeah, exactly. And when you've got so much on, like it's, you know, it's impossible to remember everything. So as long as it's written down, you, you're all good. Um, and I yeah. want to ask you about social media. Is that something that you're sort of, is that a big part of your daily life or not so much? Look, I, I, I love social media. I'm not a, I'm not an anti-social media mm. person by any means, but it's a part of my daily life, you know, probably an hour a day. I'll, I'll really enjoy, you know, sitting on the couch at eight o'clock at night and just flicking through things. I, I really find, you know, looking at what people are doing on Instagram in terms of other brands or fashion or beauty, you know, business blogs, podcasts, you know, I read the AFR every day. So, so yes, I do. I probably put an hour into it, but I actually learn a lot from that. Yeah. Do you have like, apart from that one hour, do you have to make a conscious effort to not be on it through the day or are you so busy? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Like it's, I just, you know, it's, it doesn't even, it doesn't even enter my mind. (laughs) And so back to your evening routine, do you sort of like, would you watch any TV or Netflix at night? Sometimes, uh, generally on the weekend I do. I love watching movies, but you know, during the week, no. I think by the time every everyone's in bed and the day's over, I probably only have an hour just to myself. And I generally really like reading or listening to podcasts or just, you know, reading short blogs or articles and, and catching up on the day. Yeah. And do you sort of have a time where you're like, you put the electronics away, like a sort of cutoff time or is it, I mean, you go to bed pretty early anyway. 
Yeah, I go, no, I don't. I, I pretty much, you know, again, I like this. I like the theory of not being on your devices yes. within an hour or something of bedtime, but in practice, no, I literally put my phone down and I go to sleep. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's not really a problem for you anyway. It's probably more for no. like, you know, physically attached to their devices. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm a really good sleeper. So, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who has to, you know, drink lots of peppermint tea before they go to bed and have, have no stimulation. Yeah. So do you have any sort of pre wind down routine? Is it kind of just once you're in bed, you're out like a light? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Once I'm in bed, I'm out like a light. And yeah. I'm, Oh God, that's always good. Um, yeah. And so what do you normally do with your weekends? Like, is that family time? Yeah. It's family time. It's social time. It's sport time for everyone in the family. So, you know, I generally get up on Saturday mornings and you know, go to the gym for 45 minutes and then we might have some, you know, my, my eldest son's sport. Then we'll probably socialise with some friends in the afternoon and same on Sundays and then yoga Sunday afternoon. And, you know, I live really close to the beach. There's always great stuff going on. And we also go away quite a bit on the weekends, just do little trips here and there, which I find really, really great for, for switching off. Nice. Whereabouts do you go? I'm just, <laughs> just out of personal interest because I'm always looking for good day trips out of Sydney. Yeah. So, gosh, lots of things. So I spend quite a bit of time at a place called Seal Rocks, which yes. is lovely. Up the coast, which is yeah. beautiful. Gosh, going to the Hunt, going, went to the Hunter Valley last weekend, going to the Blue Mountains this weekend. Oh, nice. I went last weekend. It was actually nice. Oh, it was like not too cold like it was it was actually quite sunny so it's a good time beautiful. of year to go, I think it's a really beautiful time of year to go yeah. yeah we're very lucky we've got so many options yes it is good because it's got so many like little towns cute little towns around get out of the city for a bit yeah definitely and, and just to end off what are your three non-negotiables for a successful and productive day I think my three non-negotiables are know what you want to, mm. to make that will to make it a great day. So yeah. I think if, you, if you're not clear on what you want, then someone else is going to, you know, be clear on what they want. So you've really got to set it up for yourself. Make sure you plan it out so you've got the time and the space and, you know, you give people the right notice if you need them to collaborate which way, whatever way it works for you. And then just make sure you take the daily actions you need to work towards that greater goal. Amazing. I love, I love when people do super practical ones That's <laughs> that everyone yeah, cool. sort of put into practice in their own lives. That's really good. Yeah, well, um, thank you so much. Where can everybody fire your book? Yeah, look, it's available um, through all major booksellers like Dimex. It's online at Topia. It's also on our website, which is ellabache.com.au. Amazing. And, and in our salons and David Jones stores nationally. Yeah, everyone just go to the salon, get a get a facial exactly. and pick up the book. Like I feel like that's the best way to do it if you're in Australia. Yeah, and, <laughs> and all proceeds go to, to charity. So it's a, oh, it's a really great Which great charity? Course. So it's called the Cherish Chat Foundation. It's a fabulous foundation set up for gynecological cancers for wow. women where there's, they really, really, really need... Um, you know, some good funding so they can, you know, put it into research. They can, you know, give support to, to patients and families. It's a really, um, it's a huge problem in Australia. I think, you know, 6,000 6, women get diagnosed with one form of 
gynecological cancer a year and yeah. a third, third of those women pass away and there's, it's just so, so far behind, you know, other cancers such as breast cancer in terms of treatment options. Yeah, well, you don't hear, hear about it very much, I guess, compared to breast cancer. No, no, and people don't like talking about it. Yeah, it's it, a bit like taboo, I suppose, but it shouldn't be. We need to talk about it and there needs to be, yeah, I guess more, more research behind it. So I think that's really yeah. great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been awesome hearing about your journey and and your day in progress. Thanks for tuning in to the Day in Progress podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. And if you're after more life, career and health advice for women working on themselves for themselves, make sure you head on over to agoinprogress.com to check us out.